0: it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to V.O. Buzz Weekly. Weekly.
1: The show where aspiring voice actors, established
0: V.O. pros, and
1: curious fans alike get to meet and learn.
0: From the mega successful, talented voiceover, hear their personal stories, find out how they became so successful,
1: learn their secrets, Enjoy join them at the top.
0: Be all you want to be.
2: So come on, come on, come on, and get buzzed with us. And now,
0: prepare to get seriously buzzed with your hosts Chuck Duran and Stacy J. Aswad.
1: everybody, I'm Stacy J.
0: And I'm Chuck Duran.
1: Welcome to an awesome new episode of VO Buzz Weekly.
0: That's right. And today on the show we have the fabulous Richard Horvitz, and it's going to be a great show.
1: It is. Yes. And that's what we're going to do right now. Our guest has been working on stage, on screen, and behind the mic for more than three decades. He is known and loved for his work in The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Skylanders, so many things, just to name a few, and he is a sought-after and respected teacher and coach. We are so excited to finally get buzzed with the fabulous Richard Horvitz.
0: Mm. Yes.
2: yes! Yes! Are you buzzing? I'm buzzing. He's buzzing already. Because I still use a
0: pager. <laughs> Do people use pagers anymore? Dude, welcome so. to V.O. Chuck, Buzz Weekly. Good to see you. Thank you. A treat, here. The what treat a treat, man. The treat is mine. It's so cool that you live in the area. I do. So you just get a watch here. In. What the heck? I'm just gonna drive I'm free by. tonight. Go on. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, this is a drive-by. We it's, just a drive-by. Just, it's a
1: drive-by. We Duck We just sit here and wait and we're like, hey, <laughs> who can do you wanna be, talk to us? You yeah. come on in here. And then
0: and then the funny thing was is that Richard came in and said, Hey, you know what? I remember the last time I was here at your studio, Chuck, and I'm like, when was that, man? And he's like, Do you you remember how many years ago that was? It
2: has to be at least five or six, maybe even more probably more than that. seven or eight. Yeah, maybe. probably yeah. more like seven or eight. Yeah.
0: So we 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 produced a demo together. Yes, we like seven or eight years ago with yeah. Crispin Freeman, Crispin who's freaking Freeman. insane now. Mm-hmm. Insane. Doing so great. Yeah, he's an awesome, awesome dude. Insane. And insane I was brain. like, oh my god, you're right. That was yeah. so long ago, but it was so cool. I, and and I still got lost coming here. Yeah, <laughs> and and I you still got lost. Street. What <laughs> the heck is wrong with you, you know, man? I'm I'm still you're actually fitting. He's fitting.
1: So pretty.
0: My goodness gracious.
1: Smart. And pretty, that's what we that's, like that's to put like, together. Exactly. They're that's not, right. so, exclusive. Yeah. They're yeah. not <laughs> mutually exclusive. They're not
2: mutually exclusive. I though, however, am mutually exclusive. Yes. <laughs> so Hold Truth back so on story. those emails, kids, <laughs> yeah. especially the ladies. days. Yeah, that is funny. Watch man. your
0: hashtags, people. Mm. Watch them; they can get you mm-hmm. in trouble. Hi. So, uh, let's get into it, man. Uh, you have an acting. Uh, well, you've been acting since you were a little kid. Since I was we, ten. Okay. Since you were ten. Yeah. We want to hear about that. And then, how did you go from acting since you were a little kid? How do you? Tra- how did you transition into
2: voiceover? This is a great story. Let's hear it. It started way back. No, uh, uh, just to cut to the chase. Um, I was ten years old and I started doing uh, commercials, television commercials. I was born and raised here in mm-hmm. in the Valley, in Los Angeles, California. So Beautiful. I was a. Uh, my brother is in the industry. My brother is a uh, director. He directs the Oscars and the Emmys, and he just directed the Grammys Sweet. and mm-hmm. lots of those shows. So he was the only one that was really in the business. And when I was growing up, he was directing a show called Don Kirshner's Rock Concert. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Used so, to love that show. Mm-hmm. And later went on to direct uh, Solid Gold as well. Solid Gold. So I used to hang around the scene a lot, and yeah. I really wanted to do that. Um, but my parents were like, no, I'm not going to be driving you to auditions everywhere and blah, blah, blah. But I was in a play that, that it was written, the play was written by this man named Floyd Huddleston who wrote most of the music for the Aristocats for mm-hmm. Disney. And he loved me in this play. He wrote these songs and I sang them. I started a musical theater. And uh, he uh, introduced me to his agent. And that's how I got into the business when I was about 10 years old. Wow. So at about 10 years old, I started doing a lot of television commercials like freshen up bubble gum. There's liquid inside this gum. That was my big line. <laughs> I was also a hand model. <laughs> nice hands, by the way. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Very, sure. nice. now, I Very was... nicely
0: manicured. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah, one of the first things I
2: told him when he got here is, hey, man, you smell good. Yeah, thank you. Showers, you you. Your grooming shower. is
1: impeccable, I, seriously. I, I try to groom. Gold <laughs> star on that.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I do try to shower as much as frequently as I can. Uh, well, not as frequently as I can. That, that was like uh, Hank Kimball from my Green. Well, yeah, at, not, at least once a week. My name's uh, Kimball Hank. Kim well, not Kimball <laughs> Hank. It's Hank Kimball Mr. <laughs> well, not Hank Kimball Mr. Mr. Kimball. Um, I hate voice actors that do that, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so then I started hand modeling for Mattel toys because I was older and I could play the kids' oh, close Oh, that's up cool on the hands. Hands. Yeah, And uh, I remember the very first one I did was something called Kent and his Cosmic Cruiser. It was kind of like cashing him in the Star Wars movement, it yeah, was like a yeah. knockoff ah. toys. And so then from there, um, I went into musical theater. And my very first uh, equity production was when I was 13 years old. It was with Dick Sean, mm-hmm. Stubby K, Shaney Wallace, uh, directed by Anna White, and it was Oliver. And it was, nice. you know, and Shaney Wallace had awesome. played Nancy in the 1968 movie. And I'm like a musical fanatic. Anyone who knows me knows that I yeah. love musicals. Yeah. So that's my dream. So I just kept on doing that through my teen years. And in my teen years, I did a film called Summer School with Mark Harmon. Well, I wasn't, I lied. I wasn't a teenager. I was doing teen films. Yeah. I, was a, I was a young adult. Um, and I did um, this movie, Summer School. I did another one called um, How I Got Into College with Savage Steve Holland and a bunch of different mm-hmm. films. Interestingly enough, Tom Kenny was in How I Got Into College, and we didn't know each other, and we oh, didn't even wow. know we were in the movie together because none so of our scenes funny. were together. Um, and cool. then around 1988, there was a Writers Guild strike, and I yep. had a lot of bills to pay and not working on camera, and someone said, hey, why don't you get into voiceover? I'm like, what, what, what's voiceover? Yeah. So people always ask me on uh, mm. panels at conventions. That's stuff. when a lot of the actors yeah. started yeah. getting into they voiceover. They said, uh, who are your idols? When I would love to say... Oh, well, I was a huge Mel Blanc fan. I was a huge, but I never associated a voiceover actor with mm-hmm. it. It was just the cartoon. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Yeah, you thought it was. the But actual you emulated little...
1: people like Don Adams. Don and Adam Flip Adams, Wilson. by Izzy, and, and
2: oh my gosh, those are my yeah. two of my I idolize those guys. And Bruce Springsteen. Those are my three yeah. top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Don Adams mm-hmm. and Flip Wilson, like you said, because I used to imitate uh, Flip Wilson. I was like, here come the judge. Look out, killer. <laughs> i <laughs> Geraldine you know and my dad would have a fit he would go stop it stop it I'm going to bed he would say to my mom I'm going to bed because I would put on my mom's moo moo oh that's funny. and I would have like slippers you know those floppy yeah, slippers yeah. and then he'd be like yeah, look out kidder and I do Geraldine and all these things and I just knew I was lucky enough at five years old to know that yeah. this is what I was going to yeah. do and I never yeah. looked back that's, that's what so I was cool do. man so, uh, I shared an office. I had a commercial agent who shared an office with Sandy Schnarr. Ah, yeah. And uh, I went over to Sandy and I said, I'd like to get into voiceover. Uh, what do I do? And she says, Well, you got to get a demo reel. That's how long ago yeah. was a reel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, demo reel. An demo, reel. demo reel. A <laughs> <I'm> real <laughs> reel. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I made this demo reel and I gave it to her. And like my first month there, I booked. Um, this is how naive I was, by the way, about voiceover really how naive I was uh, at the time. Uh, the The fee was one hundred and seventy five dollars per spot for a thirteen week run. Wow. Per cycle, right? So yeah. one hundred seventy five. So I sat there going, "Well, wow, if I do." five or six of these a day, five days a week. Oh, I'll be making my usual <laughs> nut, I'll be fine. That's how I thought it was. I thought, oh, they just gave you these jobs. Yeah, I'll do this, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, I'm free tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah.
2: free five, yeah, okay, so I'm yeah. just gonna, so I did I did three commercials that first That wow. first month I was with them. Uh, one was for Chevy, one was an ice cream thing. And one was, but There was like these two line things, like, bye dad. It was like a kid voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, this is easy. I didn't work the rest of the year oh, in voiceover. So, as time went on, I went on and I got into animation, and and the, my first, you know, my very first animated job was a show called The Adventures of Prince Valiant, and it was mm-hmm. with Robbie Benson and Rob Paulson and Charlie oh, Adler, yeah, and it's yeah. like it wow. was like the. Uh, that was your first. That was my first That's gig. So you were you got room. exposed. I was one, one job, it was a guest spot, yeah, yeah And I'm yeah. like, you know, and I've been doing this. Since Do you I was remember 10. your line? What, what yes, line and this time? is because he remembers it. It was, it was a. You could see the trauma in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's like ah
1: lay back Richard okay. sorry we're gonna
2: we're gonna get this memory we're gonna cleanse Namaste. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so uh I there was a director how uh, I won't name but he was notorious for being kind of hard on on uh, talent talent and I had one line I was like a ship's mate and I was all I said it was like Captain, the decks have all been swabbed. You know, something to that effect. <laughs> and I do the line, and everyone in the room busts up Rob Paulson and, and, and Robbie Benson. everyone like, oh my, yeah, I'm good at this, right? And the guy comes over, the, the, the director comes over to talk back, and he says, I didn't realize we hired Woody Allen to play a ship's mate. And I was like,
1: Aww. crushed, right?
2: But I said, okay. <laughs> okay, this is what you have to know about me. It's like, all right, that's how we're going to play this game. Hmm. We'll see who wins. And so I focused... Solely on animation, and then within mm-hmm. within a year, I had the Angry Beavers, which I did for you know 105 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: yeah. you now know that you can do doubles yeah. for Woody Allen, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> you know, like you like because nobody does Woody Allen, it's it's never, you know, it's it's, it's like, apparently, but know.
1: don't you think coming up through theater and you know, yes. that, that that gives you chops? I mean, that give, absolutely, that, it's a different animal, I and mean, you have to have a thick skin, absolutely. yeah, oh,
2: absolutely. So, yep.
1: you uh, had been doing that since you were, yeah, since kid, I was so.
2: 10, and so. So, um, I spend my days teaching people, adults that come to me that have forgotten how to play. Mm-hmm. In fact, what I teach is um, play dates. And that's right. what I call them play dates because um, I had a mentor that taught me every, the way I work. Her name was Diana Castle. And uh, I, I love her dearly. And she really changed my pers- pers- uh, perspective on how I approach my work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before, I was always really product oriented. And then she kind of helped me to realize that I'm okay where I am doing what I'm doing in the work that I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, you know, when you live in L.A., it's so competitive that you're constantly trying to climb that hill. Yeah. But
1: to keep going on your teaching, yeah. you, you talk about your style of teaching is focusing, I'm going to say, the art of playing pretend. pretend yes. Yeah. What, does that, what does that mean? Well, I'll Can give you a perfect example. Yeah, give us I'll give you a perfect
2: example, and this is, this, this is in a nutshell. And this is something I picked up from my mentor, which is this. If you wanted so, to get even to a little give, bit detail about g- yeah, it, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Did no. you yeah, play don't be stash. did you play yes yeah, stash with the tr- with the teaching here on Viola's Weekly? Would I have to put on my my teaching hat? Oh, I forgot my pipe. I'll pretend I have a pipe. I'll pretend. No, it's all right. Now, let me ask you something. When you were kids, you played make believe games, true or false? True. I still do. Give me example of what you played as a kid.
1: All of my stuffed animals, my sisters and I, they had names, they had and- voices, Good. and they had did, whole
2: storylines. Did you ever play like House or or uh, Star Wars or anything like that? I played Cowboys and Indians. Cowboys and Indians, okay. Yeah. So give me an example of something you would
0: have said as a cowboy mm-hmm. and Indian. Well, I always liked being Indians because they had the long hair. Yeah, so you would say. Right? So, and I did, not I was only a little kid. I was like seven. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so, but they had long hair, so I would tie, you know, a (laughs) bandana around my head, and I would take some of my mom's, like, uh... Uh, lipstick, and I would put like lines on <laughs> right. my face. She didn't yeah. know this, by the way.
2: Yeah. Oops. Sorry, mom. She does now. Uh, if it was my dad, he would have gone like this. Yeah. I'm going to bed. And then, go under- man, and then I, would wear, yeah. I
0: would put on my underwear yeah. and put these like little towels on yeah. the front, like that, on the back, just like they did. Awesome. And then would go, thought. oh,
2: me tanto, me come to get you now. Good. Me tanto, me come to get you now. Right. Yeah. So you would play that. You play like with your with though. your yeah, whatever, your, something <laughs> like that. Was it um, was it with your friends, a relative, brother? Who did you play with? I played with myself, but not. I played yeah. Let that one go. Too easy. Um. So, <laughs> but I. This, you guys have to help me out with this story. Did anyone play with friends that you played with your sisters? My Did, sisters. I have four she sisters. She has four and sisters. So, yes. give me an example of something you said when you played with
1: them. Um. Tip. Are we gonna have tea now?
2: Good. So at the end of that play pretend time, oh, that was very good. <laughs> yes.
1: I was playing the As had playmates, yes.
2: I had nothing. Yes, yes. So at the end of that play pretend time, your mom would say, okay, girls, clean up. It's time for dinner. Put away the stuffed animals, blah, blah, blah. At the end of that play pretend time, did you ever say to your scissors, wait a minute, before you go, let me ask you something. When I said... Tipper, are we gonna have tea now, did you believe me? Or should I have gone, Tipper, we're going to have tea now? Yeah. Or should we have gone, Tipper, we're going to have tea now?
1: No, I cannot recall that. You didn't? No, it and was- And you
2: played. Yes. Yeah. And you, were in, you yes. were in that world. It was believable. You were in that world. If you watch kids playing, kids don't sound like uh, Darth Vader, but they sure think they are when they're playing. Yeah, Darth they do. Play. They go, mm-hmm. Luke, I am your father. And they play, and the other kids, if you if you told the kid, okay, this rock is gonna be a birthday cake, they would say, what flavor? How many candles? Mm -hmm. We lose that as we Mm -hmm. get older. We lose that art of playing pretend because of uh, peer pressure, adolescence. What happened is at some point you got caught playing pretend and uh, we went usually one of two ways. We either went, our parents or mom or dad said, uh, hey Stacy, do that thing where you're playing with the stuffed animals. And we either went, ta-da, they like me, I'm getting attention. That becomes, we call those extroverts. Mm -hmm. Or we went, Are we gonna have tea? I don't wanna do this. Don't let me do this, right? And that just becomes magnified as we get older because Mm -hmm. of what I said peer pressure, adolescence, all these things that that stopped us from playing pretend. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. We play pretend. That's our job. And that is our job, and that's what I teach. Our job is to play pretend and play pretend fully. Mm -hmm. Yet, we spend 98% of the time doing the demos, tracking down the opportunities, auditioning for the agents, trying to get the agents, getting the work, trying to book the work, and then we take 2% to actually do what it is we say we do. And that's when people come to me. (laughs) They're like, oh my gosh, it's what I said I do, now how do I do it? I said, well, you know, if you practice entering secondary realities daily, it doesn't matter, you'll be ready for that moment. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I always get people coming through my door um, that say... um, uh, oh, I have a general for Disney, oh, I, don't know. I'm do- I don't know, I don't whoa, know, whoa, whoa. Oh, slow down, you're fine. You know how to play pretend. Right. Um, and that is, uh, this is my favorite thing, especially in commercial. Mm-hmm. People, you get the same um, breakdown all the time. Looking for real, conversational. natural, conversational. Mm-hmm. So someone will come into my office and say, how do I do real, natural, conversational? <laughs> and I said, well, when you asked me that, did you think how am I gonna make this sound real, natural, conversational? No, I didn't. I said, so in order to be conversational, you have to have someone to have a conversation, conversation with. Yeah. And that's as easy as it gets. Yeah. The only reason, and another one you always say to someone is, if I say to someone, okay, uh, Chuck, you're auditioning for the part of the announcer, what's the announcer's name? Barry. It's Chuck. <laughs> I like Barry.
0: All right, Barry the Indian. Hey, hey. Barry, so and we, I've got some news it's for you tonight. We were singing
1: Barry Manilow songs earlier, so he's got I Barry on I remember all my life.
0: Oh yeah, baby.
2: Barry Rainin' Manilow. down his cold, cold as ice. Get down. Shadows, Shadows of a, a man, man, a face through windows. window. <laughs> Crying in the, the nights. night. The, the night, night goes into more.
1: just another day. <laughs> okay. Richard and I will be peering in Vegas. Happy <laughs> people pass
0: my way. Dude, I can do
2: this all. I can night. too.
0: This is Barry and we have Mr. Richard. Barry Horowitz and Tip with Sorry, the vocals man. here. Um you are crazy, man.
2: I am crazy. Let's. Anyone that knows me well knows that I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm <mean>, admittedly so. <laughs> Did Let we finish a little? Uh, uh, yes. I'm oh, Mandy. To... Well, you, you came and you gave, and gave without taking. But I sent you, sent you, you away.
1: Oh, Richard. Mandy. Okay. I like when it goes um, half a yes. key. Sorry. We're... Oh,
0: Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh, modulations and, and everything. Okay. everything. Okay, Richard. That, hi, ladies and gentlemen. How are you today? We're back. There's a punk <laughs>
1: Richard, I want to sing <laughs> karaoke with you. In
0: um, um, um,
1: a <laughs> um, Richard. Yeah, in so, Western
0: so town. hey, speaking of, <laughs> yeah. because what you were saying was so great, I'm sure there's people out there going like, hey, if I want to study with Richard Horvitz, <laughs> yeah. how do I do it? How do they get in touch with you? Really
2: easy. I have a, a very simple oh. Gmail account that's my class uh, account, um, and it's, it's Richard Horvitz, Classes, R I C H A R D H O R V I T Z classes, plural, C L A S S E S, at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, right now I teach uh, like about uh, three or four six week courses a year. Okay. And, awesome. and they, it's a six week workshop. Cool. Great. Yeah. Great. Very cool. There and does go. somebody,
1: because we have viewers all over the world, does someone have to be present or do you do it by Skype at all?
2: Uh, when I, I coach privately, uh, um, and I coach in classes, so okay. if you, the classes email that I just said is if you want to take the workshop when right. you're here in town. If you want to coach with me privately, I also coach via Skype. Awesome. I coach uh, in, privately in my office, in my home studio. Yeah. Uh, Great. But Skype, yeah, I've got several students, uh, quite a few these days, in England, which is a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, because we're, you know, people... People are like, yeah, we want to get in on yeah. it if they're not in LA. So. Get, in but, yeah, right? get in on the fun. Yeah, get in
2: on the fun, baby. To learn some stuff. Learn
0: how to be real and, 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 and if Mandy, supply. you're out there.
2: Yeah. Oh Mandy. <laughs> call what? call what? us Mandy. It's Mandy, only been forty-five give us a call. years. <laughs> <laughs> That's our <her> number. It's five 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 one two one two. Richard,
1: besides yes. beautiful song tips.
2: And being pretty.
1: And being stunningly gorgeous. Um This is my imitation
2: this, of Lee Majors and everything he ever did. <laughs> <laughs> it's really actually good. really it's good right? it's Yeah. the eyebrow Nick Oscar <laughs> I'm a stunt man <laughs> it's all in the eyebrow it's a stunt brow it's a stunt brow totally genius so oh good me. there's yes. gotta be something so in the good. Stunt brow. what were you asking you my friend? <laughs> yes. any,
1: besides all these amazing tips yeah. do you have any tips or advice for someone getting started in the business to get them on the right track
2: yeah. yes and you know I'm, I'm asked this often and uh, I I Wholeheartedly believe that the first place you start, if you've never done anything in voiceover, is you start with improv classes, mm-hmm. acting classes, sketch comedy. I still do sketch comedy. I perform with Fred Willard um, yeah. once a month um, at, at Second City. Yeah. I mean, we have a sketch group, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Join Worley. Woohoohoo! Boring! Um, oh, man. Um, um, <laughs> and I, I suggest sketch group. Acting, mm-hmm. anything where you get to enter secondary realities. Yeah. The more easily you learn to enter secondary realities and play pretend, um, the easier it is when I hand you a, a story, which is what I call scripts—a right? story yeah. mm-hmm. for you to enter into that world. Because yeah. that's what we're asked to do. We're a- asked to enter these worlds. Mm-hmm. Well, in improv, you have to enter a world like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's my first, okay. my first um, piece of advice. The second piece of advice is once you've done that, then. Um, you know as people who produce demos you know that a lot of times people want to like rush to produce a demo yeah. Um, that's the last thing that you want to do is rush to produce a demo, Absolutely. as you'll agree. And and I know you and I know me that you don't just make demos for someone you've never met. They've got to meet with you. You've got to know Absolutely. them. You've got to, you've got to work together before you go into the studio. Because the studio, if you've done your work before you get into that studio, you're done in an hour, hour and a half. Absolutely. It's done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, anyone, I, I always caution people, uh, people that... Uh, that want to make a demo with someone that tells you they can do them for ninety nine dollars and they've never met Oh, you. Don't oh, even start him don't on even that. Even it. It drives me, on me that, nuts. Man. The, the guy nuts.
1: with the sign on yeah. the street, he yeah. goes anaphylactic. Yeah. I'm, with, sees, you. I'm you know, with you. i Demos in my closet for two ninety nine. He yeah. just has I to pull it. I always tell over. people,
0: listen, you can paint just, your own car. That's right, but it's gonna look pretty. Crappy, I mean, you can start you know? that, but you're gonna be
1: paying two or three times more because you're gonna do one like that. Yeah and then you're gonna have to do it right. So why not wait until you're ready to do it right and have it be something that is marketplace ready?
2: Absolutely, and you know, um, as I was told when I first got in this business, you are your own business. Mm -hmm. So if you were to start up a business, you would need capital. Well, the money you spend on a good demo and good training and voiceover is your business. It's a business investment. You have to have startup capital, that's how you do it. Um, It'll pay for itself over time. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to pay for itself a lot quicker because demos weren't as hard to make. But you know, back then we weren't—they weren't as hard to make. Now they're—they're they're a lot more production value than the demos we used to do. Yeah, way back there's when. just yeah, there's more involved. There's yeah. technology, more involved. technology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know you had Nancy Wolfson on here, and she's yes. one of my favorite she teachers you. and coaches, and does great branding and, and demo producing. So I'm a yeah. big fan of Nancy's too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of us out there. You just want, I also recommend if you're going to do a demo, you're going to take classes, take it with someone who's in the business. Mm-hmm. Do it with somebody who actually has cast, has produced, has been an agent, is an, actually is a voiceover person. That's the people you want to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last piece of advice, and I know this sounds like different from anything we've just said, is that I believe that to be at the party, you have I mean to be you have to be where the action is. Mm-hmm. I like to go to places where people are expressing all the time. I go to theater, I go to improv shows, I go to sketch, I go to see concerts, I see bands, like your amazing band with Rock that, Sugar. Rock Sugar baby. Get down, baby. <laughs> Woo! Um Oh man, the um, um,
0: I knew it was yeah,
1: coming. You've got to mash easy. that with something too or easy. Richard's yeah. gonna lose. Yeah, his you mind. gotta give
2: me another song. I think an air
1: supply Barry Manilow mashup could be a power ballad.
2: Just saying, we didn't, we didn't even get into Ario Speedway.
1: Maybe Dragon. we could do Let's oh. not do I
2: believe there. it's time for me, me to, to fly. fly. Time for me to fly. We should be the backup. Yeah. Rock Sugar. Okay. You? That's, that's your next. I want to okay, be in one of those, cool, <laughs> oh, one of those boy. cool videos.
0: Yeah, one of those cool <laughs> yeah. videos. Wow! Yeah.
2: I can do that. Yes. I can't match Jess on Jesus Christ Superstar, though. But I do know my part. I would play Judas. He was playing yeah, Judas. He would. My mind is clearer now. At last, all too well, I can see. This seems like an obvious well, question,
1: Richard. Yes. What do you so feel we'll your be. strengths are as a voice
2: actor? <laughs> a willingness to play pretend and have fun. Yeah, I are. teach five steps. My steps are, and I, and I, and these are the steps I teach. I am. I am the person in the story. It is happening to me right now. Mm-hmm. I am the alien. I am the beaver. I am the little boy. I am the father and the son. It is me. It's not him, they. Right. It's me. It's happening right now. Second is uh, willingness to play pretend. Enter a secondary reality. If you're judging it, we know it. If you're thinking it, we know it. I'm having willingness to play pretend. People do that all the time. Oh, well, this is crap. The writing's horrible. But I'll try it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Next. Step three, have fun. Step four, what do I want? In every story, we want something. Mm-hmm. It's not motivation. We say our want usually. Step five, be specific. Who, where, what, when, how? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I teach. And each one of those Fantastic. steps is very involved. That's just like a broad. Yeah. Right, bleh. Right. Yeah. Um, but you too can learn to go bleh. Um, <laughs> and, and that's, um, I don't even know why I brought that up. Oh, no, yeah. what, what, what are my your strengths? My strengths. In the voice are. Actor? Yeah, Besides
1: so, in being Song Q, man.
2: My strengths are I'm I'm fearless. Mm -hmm. I think that's yeah, and I I get that totally. Absolutely. I, you know, I didn't make this statement up, uh, but I love it. And it's my wife always says it to me. Other people's opinions are none of my business. Mm -hmm. So what other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. This is how I play. I'm sure that people that love me, people that hate me. I'm not right for some things. I'm not I'm right for other things. But I do know what I bring to the table. And I think knowing your voice, um, voice more than just voiceover. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's another mistake we make in voiceover. I think it's it's a misnomer to call it voiceover. It should be called speakover. Because what happens in in voiceover is uh, an actor will get their sides, their story, and the first thing they'll think is, "What voice am I going to do?" Right. So your whole your whole thing becomes about doing the voice. Well, that should be you know those of us that do is we put the voice on last. We do the story first. We break down our story. We know. When we know why we say what we say, mm-hmm. then we're informed and it allows us to play. Right I made that up.
1: When you get your story, sometimes you have the character an actual picture. Yeah. Can you take us through the process of how you decide how am I going to bring this to life? Yes,
2: yes, um, this is very easy because uh, you know um, what I do is I take my story, which I call my dossier because you get all this information. And the first thing I do is I look at the picture if they have a picture. but I don't read the breakdown yet. I don't read the breakdown What they say
1: they think they want. What they say
2: they want, because here's what happens. The minute you read that breakdown, you are looking through it through the eyes of what you think Mm. they're looking for. More on that in a moment, because I'll ask you a question. Don't let me forget about asking the question about the breakdowns. So what I do is I then, I read the story. I read it multiple times. I read it through. And I read everything. I read the stage directions. Most importantly, I read what other people are saying. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, actors just immediately start doing their their performance my while, they're what are my lines? Yeah. while they're reading While they're reading it. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you miss your story. You miss where what's going on. You miss things. So once I do that, um, I ask myself, who am I talking to? So I look at all the other people. And I ask myself, what do I want in this story? What is it that I want? And it's something specific. I want the lunchbox, I want the bike, I want the girl, I want the the phone number, I want something specific. And it's very rarely an idea. It's very rarely an idea, I want respect. Well, if your your want is, I want respect, I would say to you, okay, well that can be whittled down to specificity, which is respect from whom? Well, I want respect from uh, Stacy, I want respect from Chuck. Um, Why? Do I want who what where I Why? Well, because they're mean to me. And or because I like them. It depends. Whatever the story because is. Because it makes mm-hmm. me feel good. Because it makes me feel good. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, because but making feel there's usually a specific reason. It's because, you know, in like animation, it's because you're either being bullied or you like yeah, the girl. Because I'm like sick the and guy. tired of her. Right. So it's, <laughs> it's like I want it, it, I want I want you is right. what the right, want becomes.
1: But sometimes you have to just make that up for yourself because you only get a couple pages.
2: Well, I will maintain maintain that you can find the answers in there, and that's Mm -hmm. the game I play. And it would amaze you if I could get you behind a mic. I would show you that it's in there, that there's no backstory Because what I do is I get people to remember how they react as a human being, Mm -hmm. not as an actor. We're really well-trained actors in that. And we can always pull our toolbox out if, if something's not happening. But when we feel boring, or we don't know why we say something, we act like we do. I try to get people to stop acting and mm-hmm. just play.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: so, well, that's the best kind of acting. Because that's right? the best yeah. kind of acting. Yeah. So um, if we don't know why we say something, it's usually somewhere. It's usually, in, that's what I'm saying, you have to know what the other people mm-hmm. are saying. Then I read the breakdown. And they go, oh, okay, I have an accent, I'm British. Any of us you know, that do this, as you know, many times we'll be hired on a job. And we don't even know what voice we're doing, and they so say, "Well, make them older, make them younger, yeah. and make them more uh, Jewish, make them more uh, Latino, Latin, make them, you know, this Southern, whatever. Uh, make it more. For me, it's always make it more uh, um, uh, goblin-y, because I do those, a lot of those kind of things, you know. So. Um, that that happens last, mm-hmm. but now I'll talk about the breakdown and why the breakdown is really important. Here's why.
0: Well, that's all the time we have today with Richard. But we'll be back next week for part two. Tune in.
1: Absolutely. In the meantime, keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at The Weekly. We'll see you guys. Take care, and just remember, you, you always, always have, have time for a little buzz. buzz.